0: Hi, everybody. You are listening to Fourth and Forever Podcast with Darren and Stewart. They're great guys. They do a great job. My name, Floyd Little. I'm a former Denver Bronco. I'm in the Pro Football Hall of Fame and the College Football Hall of Fame and eight other Halls of Fame. But it's enjoyable to watch and listen to Darren and Stewart. Keep looking, keep watching keep listening they're great guys and they're bronco fans so remember it's fourth and forever podcast.
1: Yeah. <laughs> hello and welcome back to the fourth and forever podcast my name is stuart bothwell and i'm joined as ever by darren d money butter now darren before I give you a moment to digest that new moniker I just gave you how about that introduction from former Denver Broncos running back and NFL Hall of Famer Floyd Little
0: well D-Money sounds like the kind of moniker that you'd give to someone who has been for a bit of success with the Broncos has a bit of confidence (laughs) about him, and and it's just you know living on, on history and Having a yeah just a bit of confidence, but this Darren mm. who's not D Money. Oh, I'm sorry, you're not D Money. Like, like I was just going for
1: you know D from Darren, and then your financial advisor. Yeah. So that was putting those together. Well, but he's a Browns. We're, fan. We're,
0: we're, we're, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he certainly There's is. Very little confidence. But,
1: uh... <laughs> certainly digressing from Floyd Little though. Um, wow, that was uh, like in- incredible just hearing that the, the excitement that, that that gave me hearing back from Floyd. Um, was just a, a real rush. And um, well, apparently you're a Broncos fan now. So I think that must have got lost in translation there slightly.
0: Yeah. So I'm all in on, on Captain Kirk and may have been <laughs> dancing around my living room for That's just, a period. no. So I don't think you're I a, am Broncos a Broncos fan, fan. <laughs>
1: you're a Broncos fan Darren we're all Broncos fans here don't yes. worry Floyd you are correct and I should be a Broncos fan till I die and Darren'll be a Broncos fan until I kill him for uh, changing teams um I the also drive didn't... what
0: <laughs> oh shut up <laughs> I, mean, I really loved that Montana game where he like put you to the sword. Shut up. Like, <laughs> definitely not a Broncos fan. How,
1: how ungracious of you. Uh, we get a, a fantastic video through from uh, a, a Hall of Fame running back for the Denver Broncos. No, you do slate them. Get out of here. And, and also, did you know that there were a, another eight Halls of Fame <laughs> on top of the NFL and College Football Hall of Fame? I mean, what's it even for? I I don't know. I guess like, it must have been like his um, his previous college, maybe high school football hall of fame. Uh, I, don't, I don't know, but yeah, either way, tremendously successful uh, NFL running back. Um, if um, if you haven't heard of Floyd Little before, I would strongly recommend going back and taking a look at some of his tape because uh, yeah, he was a he was a beast for the Broncos uh, for quite some time.
0: Um. Uh huh. Okay, so I've got four. I don't know what the other four are, but <laughs> Syracuse Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. College Football uh-huh. Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. Denver Ring of Fame. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. The Pro Football Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. and the University of Denver Hall of Fame. Okay, okay. I guess which so. I think he was put in as an honorary doctorate, so he wasn't even put in for being a football. Player.
1: Well, you know, he's he's. Contributed services to, to the, the, the state.
0: <laughs> I like how... So this is... It says, um, the Syracuse football program retired number 44 to honour Little, but also to honour Ernie Davis and Jim Brown. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, eh...
1: A, it's a good number. It's <laughs> a good number to have um, around about there. So, yeah, I think they're both like, all pretty good players. Anyway, um, we are trying to get on top of how... Fast for doing these things, and already we're digressing. That's fine, but I think it was perfectly fair to do so for for that. Yeah, but anyway, we best okay. get right down to it. And in week eleven, yeah, it was week eleven, oh, right? 11.
0: Week eleven, yeah, thanks, so. all. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, week eleven, we saw a whole bunch of games. Uh, I'm not going to count them uh, because I can't remember how many were on by, but um, some some interesting results, some surprising, some not, some rather interesting pass interference calls. Uh, some rather interesting helmet swinging going on in one of the games as well. Uh, all to be digested over the course of the next hour, two hour and a half, I guess. If we're lucky. <laughs> Alright, so let's get down to it. And let's kick things off with the Monday night game at the Estadio Azteca in Mexico City. And the Kansas City Chiefs were being hosted by quote-unquote, the Los Angeles Chargers. And the Chiefs came out on top in this one, but it was run pretty close, and it would have been a lot closer had Philip Rivers not thrown the ball away four times. Chiefs coming out on top 24-17. You don't know that? Hmm? You don't know if it wouldn't have been closer? <laughs> I've got a feeling it would would have been. Because it, was, it, was, it wasn't just... Um, him throwing bad picks it was where they were coming as well like there was uh, picks in the in in the end zone there was um just just like like seemed like arm punts sometimes as well yeah
0: um for someone who is usually a bit more savvy with the ball it did seem in this game they weren't even that far behind at any point He just seemed to be like throwing 40 yard haymakers Every time he got the for ball. the sake of it for the sake of it because he only had 28 completions we got 353 yards off of them
1: yeah I, th- I, find it, I find it's amazing to get 353 yards despite the fact that you gave the ball over four times um I, th- I think a-, a lot of those yards came in the the, the the last um drive essentially especially on a an incredible pass down the left sideline to Mike Williams which um
0: he totally overthrew. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but Mike Mike Williams <laughs> somehow manages to extend his body um further than anyone ever has and comes down with this this catch along the sideline which essentially kept them in it until a few plays later when Rivers just threw the ball up for grabs to Daniel Sorensen, at uh, the, the other side in the front corner of the end zone. Just a, a bit of a waste. But um I think it is it might have been said by some others already, but earlier this season the Chargers offense was decent. But their defense was poor. Now that seems to have been flipped because the Chargers' defense in this one were, were pretty good, and uh, really held Mahomes in check in this one. He was under two hundred yards in this one.
0: I I just think that the um, the Chargers haven't really recovered from that abysmal Steelers game. Mm. Wow. That's just how. It's <laughs> like I, I tell you, he had like three picks in that one. Mm. Fitzpatrick had them all, and. The whole crowd was Steelers fans even though it was in L.A. And it yeah. just seemed to be a complete to win thing. that
1: place. Like, I just don't...
0: Yeah. I would, not, I would not
1: like to be a, a Chargers player right now because there's a lot of uncertainty surrounding that place.
0: All, yeah, their offense just doesn't seem to have recovered from that game. It doesn't seem like Rivers has recovered from that game. <laughs> I think he just wants so out now. bad.
1: Yeah. And the, the Chargers, seven losses this season have each come by one possession. That's the most in the NFL.
0: I wonder if you get with players like Rivers and Manning and Eli Manning, Mm -hmm. that you might just... Sometimes I think they just get to a point that it's over, you know? Um, He's not going to win a Super Bowl. I don't think so. On this team at the moment. And he's not... Even if he was to go and spearhead the Bears or the Titans next year he's not probably not going to win a Super Bowl with them either. And I wonder if where that drive comes from after that. You know, once mm. you know that you're not going to win yeah. and you've earned 200 million or whatever. Recently. I would
1: still say that the money <laughs> would probably be enough to, to motivate me. I'm not a greedy man, but if I'm in that situation, you may as well make the most of it. Um, and like, I think um, people are starting to think that this will be River's last season there, whether he's going to go somewhere else like Chicago has been mentioned in some of our chats, um, but it could could work out. He, he would certainly be an upgrade for for a lot of other teams for at least uh, a year or two. Mm. Um, it's it's not, not out totally out with the the realms of possibility. Um, now the the Chiefs uh, should we be concerned about them with their offense really not clicking this no. week? Or would you, yeah, we're just putting that down it's to Chargers Mexico. being good.
0: That's in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Traveling,
1: both teams were totally gassed after this one as well because, um, the Stadio Azteca is very, very, very high up. I think it's even further up than Mile High, so um, yeah, there's really that means really, really thin air, and trying to run about in that when there's just no air to breathe is difficult. So, the fact that some of them managed to do that, um, there's yeah, (laughs) there's some supreme athletes out there.
0: Yeah, I have to say I was very impressed with Patrick Mahomes' rushing, his keeping drives alive. Um, He was their leading rusher in this game. It's going to sound strange to say this, and I I don't know what Mahomes was like too much at college, but there was a very um, Texas A&M Manziel (laughs) kind of vibe from the way he was cutting in the pocket Mm. with the ball out behind him like in the Heisman pose like that's what Manziel used to used to pretend he was going to throw it put his arm right back and pivot between the gap pivot and Mahomes did this did that like three or four times in this game to break for you know 10 11.8 yards rushing average you know he's getting 60 yards off of five carries
1: it was the best part of his game today um i I would be i wouldn't be concerned but it's certainly a little little blip there
0: yeah and there was a couple of times because this is on true turf Mm -hmm. like azteca is true grass Mm -hmm. it's not hybrid it's not it's it's grass and um there was a couple occasions where he hit tyreek hill and hit hardman but they slipped Mm. there's a couple times they could they could have broke off like 60 yard touchdowns and yeah. they just slipped on their ass Hill went out
1: injured in this game as well uh, so that's, that's definitely something to be monitoring um, their game against the Raiders next week has some pretty serious implications now because the Raiders are no no slouch anymore they, they're they coming out and they're competing and maybe the Chiefs are hitting a slight low point here who really knows it's certainly it's one hard that will to be... say that they're
0: hitting a low point now when they've had four losses yeah yeah <laughs> I mean
1: offensively perhaps but um, yeah it was a pretty good game uh, came right down to the wire but Rivers threw it away uh, then we'll move on to the game which was also a long time ago now Thursday Night Football the Pittsburgh Steelers losing out to the Cleveland Browns 7 points to 21 now we're not going to dwell on it for too long but there's a bit of an elephant in the room in this game and that was something that happened within the last 20 seconds.
0: Can Might I tell you a story? Do it. Yes. So I watched this game on Game Pass mm-hmm. but my internet was crapping out. So I <laughs> I think I watched to the end of the third and then it completely gave way on me and I think it was 14.7 at that point. Mm-hmm. Sounds like, do I what? And when I loaded it back up again it still had the, the adverts and stuff in it. I was watching it later and there was like an hour and ten minutes still left and there's only one quarter left I was like oh for God's sake Mm -hmm. okay so I I decided not to watch it just turn it off and just put in the Mm -hmm. Google the Browns I was like 21-7 watched the early highlights which was just the touchdown throw to Carlson went about my day Nice. So, I was absolutely like, no clue. And ignorance would have been bliss
1: had it not been for the NFL media <laughs> until, who told you what happened. Until
0: about, probably about half an hour later when I go on Twitter and Garrett's trending in New Zealand. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I was like, oh shit. I thought he was injured. Yeah, which yeah, so would, have would have been preferable probably yeah. God. Um, for those
1: not familiar with his story um, if so <laughs> you've been under a rock I'm sure but like that's okay that's
0: okay we're here to even inform even mum knows
1: about this wow story. okay so, my
0: dad was laughing at me he's like you see that guy from that team <laughs> I was like, Yeah, it
1: absolute disgrace uh, Miles Garrett uh, game's completely over um, he rushes uh, Steelers quarterback Mason Rudolph gets through drags him to the turf, maybe a little bit late. Um, then there's some helmet grabbing going on. Uh, some say that Rudolph started it. Doesn't matter because what happened next was totally inexcusable. Garrett rips Rudolph's helmet off. There's punches being thrown. Other players are coming into the mix trying to separate them. And uh, Garrett has hold of Rudolph's helmet, which is now off his head, swings it at his head and actually hits him. Uh, it's like that. that's something... Like These, these helmets are hard and they have to be to withstand some of the punishment that they go through that could have severely injured if not killed someone Um, and that's not too much for hyperbole that could have really if it hit the right way have caused some serious damage and then um marquis pouncy gets involved Uh, so there's fisticuffs going on all over the place uh, Larry Joby just comes in and just shoves Rudolph to the ground for no apparent of reason off. yeah he's just like no I don't, don't fancy playing next week so he's uh, he's banned for next week but now Garrett is um, banned for at least the rest of the season they're saying just for the foreseeable future at the moment it's something which could well, cost the Browns the rest of their season even though their schedule is quite poor going okay. forward uh, and make them have to think about other things going forward it's just an absolute mess so, my key points
0: on this. Rudolph should have been suspended as well. Yep. Um, Orton so. Joby should have been suspended. It was one game. Pouncy, yeah, You can't kick someone when they're down. regardless. Mm-hmm. Barrett. Garrett? Barrett. Bothered G- Barrett. Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett. Oh, I must say about it. You can't suck your helmet at someone. No. That was... Or someone point. else's helmet at someone. <laughs> there was a point that was made... Kareem Hunt made it was that... Apparently uh Garrett after the game said that there'd been some join you know, make America great again comments. Mm-hmm. Rudolph is apparently quite well known for being a more right wing than maybe the NFL is, mm-hmm. and he went on blast about him in the locker room where about all the Browns were like, yes, yeah, but still you can't hit someone with yeah. a helmet, mate.
1: So he has to be in, in control. So
0: Rudolph wasn't in control, Weaver, so he mm-hmm. should have been suspended. Garrett right to suspend him for the rest of the season. I wouldn't surprise yeah. if he got four games next year. Um, I think this is his first strike so it shouldn't end his career. But to me, and we've been through this before, this is technically, to me, his second strike. Because mm-hmm. I thought the hit that tore um, Simeon's patella tendon mm. was... Was bad. Was bad. I thought that was uh, on purpose and I mm-hmm. thought that was a bad hit. Okay. So to me, he's got two strikes. And I don't, I don't really know anymore. If he gets um traded... To someone next year mm. then I won't be that bored if he plays next year Very I, also, I also won't be that bored it's I'm kind of it's I haven't he's done it to himself
1: so we'll see but say. that that was the that was the big news from the day but um had this not happened um the big news would have been that the brands, brands look were,
0: quite good yeah, well I mean Rudolph <laughs> looked really bad
1: oh yeah f- four picks and, and one score uh, for a thirty-six point three passer rating, um, Mayfield only completed about half of his passes, but he though. got, but yeah, he did what he needed to do in this case. Uh, get that on a T-shirt, but he scored three touchdowns, and that's something that I don't think he's done all season.
0: Still, no one's done it against the Steelers.
1: Yeah, because the Steelers are like quite quite well known as having a, a good defense, and the, the
0: defense was good in this game. It was just that their offense was totally yeah, inept. The offense can do anything, and the Browns' um, offense were coming out, in you know multiple running back looks and, and they just seem to have a bit more of a game plan about them they were getting Landry open. Mayfield was completing the pass you need to and in the end this was just a good game it's the first time Cleveland has beaten the Ravens and the Steelers in the same season <laughs> ever ever yeah it's probably because they've not been very good yeah also apparently we're going to be the first team since like 2008 Raiders to win every division game and not make the playoffs <laughs> well
1: we'll see about that um, it's also uh, the Browns had a 14 point or more lead at halftime for only the 10th time since 2003 that is really pitiful uh, so yeah they've not been very good for a while um, Steelers some people were saying like oh they've been just chipping away they've been getting all these wins uh, the, the defence has been really really strong but they like there's not a defence in the world that can carry a quarterback like Mason Rudolph that much further at the moment. And their their um, receivers were going down all over the place too. Uh, i also got to say there were some other rejections in the game as well and some pretty savage hits which knocked out Juju Smith-Schuster and uh, Deontay Johnson. The
0: one that knocked out Schuster was, to me, that was just a ball play got caught between two players. Mm-hmm. The Randall one... Mm-hmm can see why he was thrown out for the optics but again it was a bang bang kind of play and you can't really you're not in Randall's head yeah I don't know what he was aiming to do it didn't seem like when he came off he meant to do it it didn't yeah. seem like like a perfect kind of vibe it seemed like <laughs> yeah. he, he went over to Tomlin and asked if he was okay and then walked off it seemed more yeah. like it was accidental yeah but after I don't the, think it's a savage after the first one you can't keep them in for as a Browns fan I was really disappointed because we got rid of Whitehead, who was a liability, mm-hmm. and we looked good at safety. We looked like we had a solid core with Schubert and and um, Robinson, and then and Burnett and Randall, mm-hmm. and then Burnett tears his Achilles just before halftime, and now Randall Randall got out of the game, and I was that's why I was like so cautious to mm-hmm. Google the result because we had um, Red Wine was our only mm-hmm. s- only safety linebacker left in that position we (laughs) we lost like four of them in two weeks yeah
1: so um, just quickly before we move on uh, so Browns are four and six now Uh, they have the the Dolphins next week followed by the Steelers Bengals Cardinals Ravens and Bengals again so can they pull it out I don't know if they'll get to the
0: playoffs but they can can get eight and eight quite Mm. easily I think now Um, two Bengals games Dolphins next week
1: Cardinals. I'm not sure about the Cardinals game. And I think the the Ravens could still come back and sort themselves out. But uh, I think you're probably about right at 8 and 8.
0: Which is still an improvement. If they get 8, eight and 8, they've got a game up, and then they just have to, just have to a figure out exactly why they're fucking
1: not being no, yeah, exactly. okay, okay. <laughs> So Browns win that one, 21-7. Uh moving on, and we had a, another performance from the Atlanta Falcons. Um they've Kind of turned this around from being a one and seven team, we're now three and seven after beating the Carolina Panthers twenty nine three, and it wasn't just a beating; it was um, it was quite substantial. It just uh, they, they just had control of this one from the beginning. Um, Falcons were twenty nothing at the half, which uh, for every team other than Denver should uh, like automatically get you a win pretty much.
0: <laughs> so, key things for Atlanta. Oh my god! What's that? Defensive play calling. Defensive play calling has gone over to someone else. Yeah, two people actually. Yeah, they have changed the, the coaches around. So mm-hmm. they've hired new skill position coaches mm-hmm. and moved some of the linebacker coaches to work with the inside receivers and pretty much just tried to mix it up a bit and get some of the defensive guys speaking to the offensive guys about why, you know, you need to do certain things and then get the offensive guys to speak to defensive guys about this is the kind of tricks that people are pulling on you and this is what you mm-hmm. need to and it seems to have worked because this is the thing like the Atlanta coach is well liked and um, the players like playing for him and I just think there was a a sense that he couldn't get the job done as a play caller and he couldn't look after the offense and the egos and the what the Falcons needed when he was mm-hmm. spending so much time screwing up the defense <laughs> yeah
1: he was <laughs> making a mess of it
0: so Franklin's been able to kind of relinquish himself from that, and I think it's it's worked out really well. You yeah. can't do much better than that.
1: Yeah. They, so they, they've now changed it so that there's one person calling plays for first and second down, another one calling plays for third and fourth down. Well, of course, for, for the majority, of the fourth downs are probably going to be punting or kicking. Mm. But
0: still, it's, it's and that's maybe quite quite smart. I, yeah, think I think it allows him to be a head coach again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can imagine he's probably one of those guys that was like sitting in a dark room to 3am trying to figure out what he'd done wrong. <laughs> now he can stand to someone else and blame someone else. Yeah, true. <laughs> which means he gets to deal with his player politics and contracts and... All that The general stuff. ...general feel with the team. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the, the
1: Falcons were steady in this one. Um, Matt Ryan had a, a, a good, solid game. Uh, 21 of 31 for 3 11 and a touch um, but this game was primarily blown open by uh, a, a fantastic punt return by uh, Kenyon Barner uh, it's just like it does feel like we've not seen that many of those this season no, there was a couple this week though. but yeah but it, it was a nice one as well just uh, absolutely bisects the defence pulls his way out sets the edge and um, just follows into the end zone follows his blockers it was nice Uh, Calvin Ridley also had a real big one too and obviously Julio Jones is Julio Jones but again it was this this defence that really caused problems for Carolina especially uh, poor poor Kyle Allen who had four interceptions in this one
0: sometimes water returns to the the surface (laughs) things come back to the mean I don't know what to tell you Mm -hmm. he's a pack up quarterback and sometimes this happens yeah so, Allen number
1: two. Yeah, um, Christian McCaffrey, like he got just about two hundred yards in this game. No scores. Sorry, Darren, for your fancy team. But still, um, yeah, Christian McCaffrey. I think that's he's the the first running back uh, to get over a thousand yards rushing and five hundred receiving in his first ten games in the season. Uh, he's still the heart and soul of that offense. DJ Moore was decent, but again, like. Alan has some of these great, great throws, but he, then he just throws it away so many times. So
0: I think one of the issues would be your twenty points down. So mm. you got to get back. You, you, into got, you
1: it. got to throw it up. You got to gunsling it. So and you can't rely on
0: McCaffrey it. to just run the ball and keep mm. you in the game when you're that many points down. So game plan out the window. Yeah, they're five and five in a competitive. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> they're even still in the NFC the NFC's so stacked they're still in it technically and they can move on to next week I Yeah. Really. Um,
1: well um, with the Panthers being in the situation that they are at 5-5 five five, but Kyle Allen has been floundering over this last little while Darren is it I'm just going to whisper in here is it time that we see Will Greer
0: well, I'd love that. Yeah. he's the king. Will Greer, Will Greer, Will no, Greer. I don't think King going. Greer. The... He had 325 yards. He was getting the ball into McCaffrey's hands. I,
1: think. I, I could throw for 325 yards if I had 50 attempts. I could probably throw for far more interceptions as
0: well, but yeah. that's besides the point. Especially, especially, if, I've got, especially if you're there. just throwing the five-yard slant to <laughs> McCaffrey and he's running 80 of your yards. I'm perfectly happy to do like like five-yard
1: dump-offs uh, or just have jet sweeps all the time. I could do that. I want to I could see. Be the, I could run the best jet sweep.
0: I want to see <laughs> what the yardage in the air to yard stat is for these quarterbacks and mm-hmm. who are just hiding behind like, dump offs. And... <laughs> There'll be a few surprising ones, I think.
1: Yeah. Uh, Kyle Allen has uh, nine interceptions since week eight it's not good Nathan Peterman style no no no. I said week eight not not this this quarter (laughs) (laughs) Nathan Peterman threw a pick uh, during that last sentence Um, probably three actually Um, so yeah I think uh, like Falcons doing well the defense is really pulling it together offense is being pretty consistent not a great running game but they just did what they needed to do in this one especially when they were far enough ahead at the half
0: I liked Excited about Nathan Peterman. I liked when he went <laughs> to the Raiders, uh-huh. and John Gruden was like, "Oh, he's got this like Raiders vibe about him that we can recover him. He's like Plunkett, and sh- and yeah, all okay. these guys. I'm like, no, he's not. That's a
1: stupid narrative, John. <laughs> no, honestly, like I'm pretty <laughs> sure he was just saying that for the cameras
0: because trying to be nice. Like, no, Derek Carr's your starter. Nathan yeah. Peterman's coming in here to get paid a million. Dollars to be here for six weeks. He's yeah, he's not, not right. He's not here to like actually. I could, play. I could do that.
1: <laughs> I could go through um like a huge embarrassment like Nathan Peterman. I could, I could go out there, throw six picks
0: as long as you get paid your game check. Yeah,
1: perfect. <laughs> um, we should move on, and I think that uh, a good place to go next would be Detroit. <laughs> it's probably the first time anyone's ever said that. Um, but uh... my plane to New York, but stranded mm. in Detroit
0: for two hours we were on the plane and you could just no just feel people being like <laughs> we need to take off now I can feel my money being worth less oh <laughs> sorry we've you got negative destroyed. inflation
1: oh man like we we'd we love you guys to to like you know come back up uh, unfortunately did not come back up in this game uh, falling down to the Dallas Cowboys 35-27 um but they they kept themselves in it sort of yeah um, it's, it's it's not it's it's respectable to put up that sort of um total against the Cowboys who are not the best defense in the league anymore but um they were they're
0: always chasing uh just not um, enough um firepower I think to keep up with them in the end mm. you know you're on a I think I'm kind of depressed that Stafford's injured because I think Stafford would have yeah. really put up a show against the Cowboys that
1: yeah that would have been great to see. But um, his replacement, Jeff Driscoll, was not terrible.
0: It's been, been good, but it's like it, everything's dump off. Everything's kind of within a very short scheme. They're not. Mm-hmm. He's not short leash. He's not trying anything, you know, too ridiculous. Jeff Driscoll's rushing ability makes a huge difference.
1: Yeah, it's a bit of a game changer for him there. Uh, so he threw for two touchdowns and ran in for another one. Um, yeah, he looked pretty good, and um, he had, had a couple of big time throws Marvin Hall came down with a, a banger for 39 yards and Kenny Galladay came down with a, a big one across the middle towards the end as well so like that, like that, they, they do have all the weapons there it's just you feel as if with Matt Stafford it should be a bit better but that defence is still just so porous just not seeing anything from there they're having real problems especially at um, in the defensive backs uh, other than Darius Slay just not really pulling it together
0: yeah, it's very similar to the the Browns at the start of the season. Too many injuries, too many backups playing in cornerback and safety and that. And Dak Prescott's playing. This is playing very well. Very good, four hundred and forty-four yards for three touchdowns. Yeah.
1: And another week with uh, multiple receivers getting over a hundred yeah. yards as I, well.
0: I really enjoyed that it was Gallup and Cobb yeah. that were getting the the targets and the 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 game changers. Um, Amari Cooper yeah. was double teamed a lot in this game and they took advantage of that
1: yeah well that's it like you, you pick your poison with uh, with the Cowboys now because Michael Gallup is uh, playing very well he's like borderline number one receiver caliber uh, and so if you go and take out Amari Cooper with Darius Slade and they just say well we're just going to sling it up to Gallup who is having a fantastic couple of, couple of weeks and like I say Randall Cobb having a having another big one as well Um yeah, so Dak threw for four, 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 and three touchdowns in this one. Zeke Elliott, pretty ineffective on the ground. Um, 16 carries for 45 yards and one score. Um, yeah, just like that running game's not the the driving force behind this offense at the moment.
0: It doesn't need to be. So, they, so do they trade him? No. <laughs> Can't have Dak without Zeke at this moment in time. Part of Prescott getting these yards and making these throws is because think is there as a threat if you say so Pollard was he had a couple of decent runs at the end of the game as well yeah Um, yeah in the end it's just Cowboys had more firepower a bit more confidence about them Lions on a on a backup quarterback just didn't have the couldn't keep up yeah which is a shame but their season seems to be like that just not been able to keep up in a few games
1: yeah unfortunately um like it was just it was that second quarter that really killed it for the lions where um where dallas put up 21 points like that is uh just really going to make things difficult for yourself uh, the, the Lions scored in every quarter but it's just not going to be enough um so cowboys heading in the right direction again six and four but still very much in the mix uh, certainly I, I, I would Patriots still say... the Yeah.
0: And then Eagles again, so a big couple of weeks for them.
1: Yes, definitely a lot coming up for them. Uh, if they beat the Patriots, then obviously i will be a big Cowboys fan. If they beat the Philadelphia Eagles, then they're probably going to have that division sewn up, I would think. Uh, unfortunately, Lions fall to 3-6-1 and one and are heading towards the door, I think.
0: Yeah, especially in that division.
1: Yeah, but... It's, tough today's and we go to Indianapolis and the Colts beat the Jaguars led by Nick Foles 33-13 and um, it was relatively comfortable for them as well Foles was okay but you need you need better than okay in order to win against this team Leonard Fournette giving us the Leonard Fournette stat line again 8 carries for 23 yards they only had 9 carries through the entire game as well because they ended up uh, fallen behind, primarily in the third quarter. But, like, I think he only had, like, five rushes in the first half.
0: In comparison, on the other side, Jonathan Williams for the <laughs> Colts, 13 carries, 116 yards. Marlon Mack, 14 carries, 109 yards. Chester Rogers, one carry, 18 yards. I don't
1: think you need to worry too much about the one carry, but still, I see where you're going with this.
0: So, uh, Jacksonville are obviously being punished by having to Train against Fournette. <laughs> <laughs> Their run defense isn't getting enough work in practice. Mm-hmm. And they go out and play proper backs and they get ripped.
1: Yeah. So John- Jonathan Williams, um, he was a uh, running back out of Arkansas, I think third year back. Uh, this is far and away his best uh, career. It's his career as a pro. Um, and now with Marlon Mack, being ruled out for at least one week with a fractured hand. So I imagine a little bit longer than that.
0: He's out indefinitely. Yeah,
1: um, you're probably going to start to see some carries being split between Williams and Naeem Hines. You also got a run from Quentin Nelson in this one. You did? Yeah. And uh, he was initially ruled in for a touchdown and started celebrating and it was a really good celebration. Basically had um, one of his... Uh, own players go down on all fours and then everyone else lifted up his back legs and they did a keg stand oh (laughs) yes but um, sadly the call was then uh, reversed and he was essentially burning football exactly just let him have it let him have
0: it let him have it Um, but yes it's costing jobs (laughs) first Pochettino next Nelson VAR (laughs) has to be stopped
1: uh, ultimately, the uh, Colts' offence uh, was good in the running game, bit slow through the air. Uh, Nick Foles nearly had 300 yards and two scores in this one, uh, he's got a really nice looking connection with DJ Chark who was making some pretty serious grabs in this one too.
0: I should have took D.D. Westbrook in fantasy, my <laughs> wrong man, that's right.
1: <laughs> yeah, DJ Chark uh, putting it up, but um, do you think that Nick Foles is the right one to have at quarterback? For the Jaguars, right now, or for the rest of the stable, season,
0: yep. Um, but we'll see in the quarterback competition next year,
1: yeah. I think that's going to be a big storyline going forward. Um, what else happened in this one? Uh, not much else. It's, it's it was just kind of churning along, there wasn't really much that was jumping out at anyone. Um, Adam Finitieri became the first Colts player with 1,500 plus points, uh, career points in franchise history.
0: It took him too long to get there. Mm hmm. Should so got there a few games ago.
1: Oh, also, he um, surpassed Morton Anderson, Anderson for the most field goal attempts in NFL history 709. Is he the
0: one that missed that Vikings one? Or is that Gary
1: Anderson? Oh, I think they both, they both played for the Vikings, but I think that might be Gary. I'm not sure. Anyway, um, yeah. Jaguars fault 4-6, a little bit iffy there, Colts go 6-4 and and they play the Houston Texans in Thursday Night Football this week, which will be an interesting one to watch. Uh, We'll get on to the Texans later because um, things do not look good for them. Things did look good, however, for the Buffalo Bills, who ran all over the Miami Dolphins, surprise, surprise, Uh, 37-20. Now, Josh, Josh Allen, his two best games in his career have come against the Dolphins and that's to be no surprise
0: to anyone yeah, the I think best really. game of my career would come. The Dolphins, <laughs> I think I've
1: just had a great career, career game against the Dolphins and I'm just doing a podcast about it um, Josh Allen threw for 256 yards, 3 touchdowns and also took one in on the ground on 7 carries for 56 yards um, and they looked really good value for it, John Brown looked great in this one as well um, Smokey Brown all the way down the sideline uh, he, he was the one who took in uh, two of those scores as well as Dawson Knox who's like a, a diet gronk for the tight end aficionados and um, yeah Dolphins are what you expect from the Dolphins their leading rusher was Kalen Bellage who had nine yards on nine carries
0: yes and they've um, let go of um, their second running back
1: yeah um, Mark Walton who's just been released by the team after one decent-looking start for um, battering his uh, pregnant girlfriend. So, yeah, bye. So, bye. Don't want to talk about you ever again. Get out of here. Um, Yeah, like the Dolphins, I mean, even this this scoreline was flattering because one of the touchdowns that they had was a fantastic kick return by Jakeem Grant. Again, another electric play that would be, be worth going back and looking at. And you can't see that for many dolphins plays this season. No, no. Come on, Darren, you got to say something about this. I don't. I know you don't like speaking about them, but Buffalo Bills are now seven and three.
0: It's the same as the Patriots. They've got an incredibly easy schedule. What <laughs> <laughs> no more I can say? Well, Do they like... still have to play the Jets again as well. Uh, have they I already played so. the Jets? Uh, and they've
1: also got the Broncos. Um, so I mean, like they could still. Back and get the Patriots if possible. So they got Broncos next week, and Cowboys. Cowboys, hard one. Ravens, hard one. Steelers, Patriots, and then the Jets finish out with. So oh, okay. from that, if they get, um, let's see, one, two, three, if they get three or four wins out of that, they're certainly going to be in wild card contention. And um, I think the Patriots might have a slightly harder schedule after this. Uh, Let me just check theirs. Um, So they've got Cowboys, Texans, Chiefs, Bengals, Bills and Dolphins. So they've got an easier end, but the next three weeks is going to be crucial for the Patriots and whether or not they can hold on to this division. But we'll get to talking about them later. So I don't think we have too much more to talk about in this one. Like I say, uh, John Brown, who uh, no longer has a puncture in his tyre going by the nursery rhyme, is looking really good. Um, he is uh, definitely turned into Josh Allen's favourite weapon on the outside. And I just I just wish I had more to say on the Dolphins, but it's just impossible. Ryan Fitzpatrick threw for over 300 yards again, but um, it just looked really futile. Devontae Parker went over 100 yards.
0: Are decent. you seeing with the Dolphins, are you seeing anything from players that kind of putting themselves in the shot window that wouldn't be playing unless this team was not very good so players practice called players that are picking themselves up well
1: there's been talk about um oh well, like in terms of players who are on the dolphins need to go somewhere else or players, no, are on the dolphins players could that weren't
0: keeping. gonna play for anyone else but the dolphins this year are actually showing up
1: mm, okay well um the boy Pat patrick laird was uh showing up on a couple of uh couple of receptions there he looked all right Uh, Jakeem Grant still a bit of a weapon but I just don't think you can really utilize him when you're on a team like that Uh, I felt really bad for Alan Hearns as well Um, other than that they just don't The only thing
0: Hearns did wrong was destroy his own ankle Yeah Now he's suddenly on the Dolphins Um, I will say just from the college career Miles Gaskin the Washington running back Mm -hmm. It's not looking good for him in terms of his NFL career. <laughs> nope. He's playing for the worst team in, well, second worst team in the league. Third worst team. God, there's so many bad teams. For, so many bad teams. Gaskins, one rush for no yards, one target for no receptions. Someone with that kind of college talent you'd have expected to be getting a bit more of a, a run out in this team. and
1: He's just not getting it. For whatever reason, they're sticking with Kalen Balazs.
0: I, just, I don't see where he goes like it's going to be practice squad stuff well it's not
1: forwards at the moment anyway no, nope, no player in that one that team was so yeah uh, Buffalo come out easy winners in that one uh, another team that came out easy winners were the Baltimore Ravens so this game was supposed to have been a slobber knocker it was supposed to have been tight it's like to the to the MVP front runners but um, the Baltimore Ravens defence just totally swallowed up uh, Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson just torched folk whether it was through the air to his, to his tight ends to his wide receivers or on the ground where you had another totally ridiculous uh, set of runs basically he uh, just he was just unstoppable
0: I was think against the Texans the Belichick game plan from a couple of years ago it just so holds so true if you hit Watson early and often in the first quarter he really seems to get lost in himself a bit, if you put it make it hard for him in that first quarter, you don't give him an, any like easy completions or confidence builders mm-hmm. he just cannot get off the back foot for the rest of the game and yeah, it's a team effort the whole team needs to be moving forward, but he had the a couple of you know difficult times in the pocket in the first um drive that he had. Mm-hmm he held on to the ball for far too long
1: about 9 seconds he was running yeah. about in the backfield
0: and then he, he had they had the pass interference call mm-hmm. on Hopkins when oh, they were only yeah. 7-0 down and it just never seemed to recover for him and he goes back to making some very silly plays and you yeah. said this when we watched the highlights together it was like <laughs> there was a play in this game that was like when you're on Madden and you think you've crossed the line of scrimmage and you're going to try and spin with your quarterback and suddenly he throws it to the the circle player mm-hmm. on the other side of the field because you press circle but he's going to throw it instead of spin it was like that right like, into
1: the arms of the waiting defender
0: like, Why all you had to do was go down
1: mm. yeah, like I said he was certainly hit early in that uh, first drive he had a strip sack uh, and certainly often he was sacked seven times in this one, twice by Judon and twice by uh, Titus Bowser as well. Um, they were just sending the house after him in this one and that offensive line had zero answers for for that, that attack. Um, they're really coming together on both sides of the ball now, uh, or Baltimore, and I'm starting to think this might be the best team in the NFL.
0: Copy the, brown, copy the Browns
1: well we'll see what happens with that one then like <laughs> um, this is why I'm just like I'm not quite buying your oh the Browns can win every division game remember, like, I know that they beat the Ravens earlier on in the season but I think that the Ravens have evolved especially on defence into something that's really really dangerous
0: yeah they they have a good offence structure they're you know they've got Thomas getting after players they're breaking the line of scrimmage getting behind the tackle I'm I'm impressed with them and my, my issue with them is that in the AFC, it's what well, them and the Patriots. If they're away, they just need to really watch because it's like I said a couple of weeks ago. If they end up playing like the Bills or something away from home in January or in December, it gets tough in the AFC. Mm-hmm. So they need to do everything they can to get home field because... I think it's going to be tough to go to Foxborough, go to Orchard Park, go to go to Arrowhead.
1: Yeah, because yeah, it's really tough to play in places like that when it's getting cold, and the crowds are just getting loud in order to stay warm. Effectively, um, yeah, the, the Ravens were just all over Houston. In this one started off a bit slow in the first quarter, but um, then for the second, third, and fourth quarter, fourteen points, thirteen points, fourteen points. It it was it was just a demolition. And uh, you you briefly touched on the the pass interference call that wasn't. um, I I don't want to spend too much time on it because it's it's just so obvious to to me. Um, DeAndre Hopkins uh, goes up to get the ball in the end zone from like a forty yard pass from Watson, and um, is kind of speared by this defender, but from behind him, clearly impeding his ability to catch the ball without attempting to play the ball himself, and even the commentators are like well that'll get challenged and it'll probably get reversed gets challenged but doesn't get reversed so Bill O'Brien came out after this one and said that he doesn't even know what PI is anymore and I think that like this uh, this play right here could well have just been the nail in the coffin for this potential uh, pass interference uh, reviewing system because it's just if the refs aren't going to take it back when it is blatant as that then when are they going to
0: do it? Yeah, well, this is the same as why they put it in the first place, you know? Mm-hmm. You can't hit someone when they don't have the ball. You yeah. can't put your arms over someone's back and impede their arms from getting up to make a catch.
1: Yeah, well, it's get, getting to the point now where it's looking like even if the, 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 the reason for this rule being in place is that Ellie um, uh, Rams, uh, New Orleans Saints uh, debacle at the end of that game, I, even now, with this rule in place, it was supposed to be designed to reverse a call like that people are still saying well even if it, it was in place for then that it probably still wouldn't have been called back it's just pointless it's just it's just it's not it's not adding anything to the game right now and it's probably just going to be binned eventually
0: yeah cool okay so this game ends 41-7 to the bottom of ravens pushing the ravens to eight and two for the year and the texans to six and four Uh uh-huh now moving on yep to uh i'm
1: just gonna go somewhere else (laughs) down okay i'll see you
0: later okay so this was a a a good game it's going to minnesota uh bank of america bank of america field
1: bank of america stadium
0: yeah yeah (laughs) to where the broncos jumped out to uh what 20 20 nil 20 nothing lead at halftime off of to be fair, like I've listened to a few podcasts. i I saw some of the after game comments. I was watching Red Zone, so they were talking about it while they were playing, and I think a lot of people assumed Minnesota being down twenty nil was because of Kirk Cousins. <laughs> they did none to do. He was he fine. He was fine. This game was none of the Vikings players could hold on to the body ball. That ball hawking defense. Shades of Chicago last year's con- mm. five-yard slant passes that usually for Stefan Diggs and that go for sixty yards were getting fumbled in their own ten-yard line. I think they fumbled it what, on two plays in a row or something to get.
1: Uh yeah. The, the Broncos ended up having to go all the way down the field and did so successfully. It was it was a great start to the game for the Broncos, uh, especially for Cortland Sutton. My God, he was absolutely. Phenomenal in this game,
0: completion as well. He, yeah, he did.
1: He also th- it was a nice pass he threw to Tim Patrick, um, and uh, like, I'd, I'd certainly put Sutton up there for uh, consideration. Well, certainly I'd probably nail him on in top ten receivers in the league at the moment. Um, but none of that matters. Um, so the, an interesting t- statistic I saw was that um, in the last five seasons, teams who are leading at uh, by 20 points or more at halftime are 99 and 0 until <laughs> this game so it's now 99 and 1 thanks to the broncos throwing this one away um like that like i say that defense was absolutely on fire in the first half and the offense was for the most part clicking uh and things just weren't quite clicking for the vikings until that second half where cousins just absolutely blew up and I think they scored on their first four drives, like touchdowns on their first four drives of the second half. And um, I, it was just so exasperating to watch my Broncos blow another fourth quarter lead. That's four fourth quarter leads they've blown this year. And um, I think that pretty much all of their games, apart from one, have been uh, a, a one-score
0: loss. So what to you, what is the issue? Why is that happening? I I I don't know. Like I've been. Is it coaching? Is it the players not being fit enough? I assume that they'd be fitter than most because they have to play at mile high. Mm. And obviously, go through all the rigors that that comes. It just things
1: worked in the first half. the The play calling was excellent. the The, the defense was really executing, and the offense was putting a couple of big plays together. There was a a, a big pass interference call which got us into position for one of our scores as well, and. Uh, And then it was just moments of stupidity which allowed the Vikings back into this. Uh, It didn't help that we had a a, a missed extra point, which would have made things a bit easier for us to potentially tie the game at the very end. Um, It just... Nothing worked, Aaron. In the second half, Broncos' offense just couldn't score... And their defence just couldn't get off the field. And Dalvin Cook was not exactly effective in this one.
0: Well, but that's what I was going to ask. So we've had anyway. last week the Vikings win away at Cowboys. Mm. A lot of it on Kirk doing what he needs to do. Then this week you have them come back from 20-0 down, having a, pretty much a perfect second half.
1: Yeah.
0: Where does that put Kirk Cousins out for you? Remember that we were talking about next mm-hmm. next season. He's going to be like very medianly paid compared to some of the other quarterbacks mm-hmm. in his division and then in the league. He's still good, and
1: like he's he's managed to really come out and execute this one. You I know, mean, on on paper, Broncos still a losing team, but this is a, a losing team who could have won another eight games, <laughs> which is which is sorry not main not eight games. Um, but I've been another, in every game. Yeah, yeah. Like they've been in every game. They, they couldn't win another eight games because they've only lost seven. Um, so that's technically not not true, but uh, it you, was it you was could
0: win against the Browns mm, twice.
1: It was things like um, on, on defense, the blown coverage for Stephon Diggs to get through, and another blown coverage to allow Kyle Rudolph to walk in untouched. It was just messy. Now the Broncos did have a chance to get back in and win this one. They they drove down on the last uh, last drive of the game, got themselves to. The, uh, the the red zone and they just they had three opportunities to get into the, the red zone sorry the end zone and just couldn't couldn't do it um, but like I say had they not had that missed extra point earlier on in the game they could have just kicked the field goal push it to overtime and, and chances yeah well I would certainly have taken my chances more than, <laughs> than trying to fling it up in the end zone that many times Um, although given the the half that they just had would you say well this is the best opportunity we're going to get and not bother kicking the field goal and just say nah we'll just go for the win I I don't know hard to say but yeah again Broncos breaking my heart and um, it's happened so many times this season
0: I just look at them and they only have one more win than Dolphins yeah they only have one more win than Jets creeping up into the top top 5 picks contention yeah yeah like, it just doesn't seem... doesn't feel that way. But that's the reality of it. Mm. And I guess that's... What kind of position does that put you in for next year? If you've got the foundations of a team, but you're going to have all your top five picks in the, round, the draft rounds? I don't know. I think... Um... Do, you, do you trust them to get it right this time and get the right players in? I don't um, know. Um...
1: I've seen people say that we've got some holes on defense we need to fill, but to me, it's entirely offense as what mm, we need. Some folks, so.
0: Debo Samuels, some Hardman. We a bit, just a bit more. We, we,
1: we have no depth at wide receiver. Tim um, Patrick was shining. Wide
0: receiver class of all time, apparently. Got Michael Pittman, who would have been first round three years ago, is going to be third, fourth round this time. incredible. So we can probably got some. available.
1: Yeah. Um, but we have uh, still put problems on offensive line, um, and of course there's still debate about whether the quarterback system is resolved, no. so I don't think anyone thinks that, well Flacco's certainly not the answer, uh, Brandon Allen has like, had some admirable play, uh, he's been quite manoeuvrable, he's got a little more running ability than, than Joe Flacco anyway and um, I guess I think we're going to see some of Drew Locke just may as well get him out there see what he's made of I think they're
0: worried about his hand mm-hmm. well there's no point in playing him and risking his hand if um, they don't need to it just
1: depends on what what point and how how, how ready he is I have a feeling
0: he's going to be a week 17
1: you stick him in at that point yeah yeah
0: and we don't know what Drew Locke is who's Missouri who's SEC mm-hmm. he's came up with a good rep second round pick he could be good we don't know yet could be he didn't look very good in prison, but that's, that's fine. <laughs> uh,
1: Broncos also lost fullback Andy Janovich uh, for the rest of the season in this one, so that's quite a painful one because he was actually a really good contributor for this team. Um, but yeah, Cortland Sutton remains the high point. Uh, I would urge anyone to go back and have a look at some of his highlights because he dominates Xavier Rhodes in this one. Uh, like Rhodes is no longer a premier corner in the league, but... Um, yeah, it just gets absolutely bossed in Can this only one. play what's in front of you. Indeed. Uh can we move on, please? Yeah, yeah. Please. Uh
0: just oh God, to clarify can... again. So Minnesota win from being twenty points down at half time. Yeah. The Denver Broncos drop to three and seven. <laughs> Say it faster, Darren. Go on, they're and to talk about it. Minnesota move to eight and three. Okay. Captain Kirk does it again. Well done, Minnesota Vikings. Mm.
1: Right. Uh, we don't need to spend too much time on the next one, at least. And that's the New York Jets uh, absolutely bawling out against the Washington Redskins. Oh, yeah. the Darnold,
0: four touchdowns.
1: Yeah. Sam, Sam Darnold was on fire against this um, team of kindergartners. Um, yeah, like I say, four scores, including one which is probably like the slowest... A tight end of scene in a while Ryan Griffin uh, just looked really really sluggish but still managed to get involved there uh, Robbie Anderson got a touchdown as well um, Jameson Crowder got one against his old team uh, yeah also but well, I may as well round out Daniel Brown got one too whoever he is um, yeah the Redskins were not good in this one um, they were just r- really nasty it's horrible to look at I, I mean the the um, the fourteen like fourteen of their seventeen points came in the fourth quarter as well, so it was garbage time. But um, the real star of this show was safety Jamal Adams, who is is playing as linebacker. Yes, effectively, and they're they're using that more often. It was three sacks in this game, uh, and the first first defensive back since Mike Hilton in twenty seventeen to, to get that from defensive back position. Uh, he's just all over the place right now.
0: Yeah, I if you were to say to me. After Week One, um, and the, the Eagles game, which the Eagles end up winning against the Redskins, but you don't say the way the, that that was playing and the way that he was finding McLaurin and Crow and and his um, wide receivers, I, they didn't look like a one and nine team in mm. Week One. You know they dropped Peterson. They were looking to the future. Guy Scott injured. Yeah, Trent Williams didn't come back they drop Keenum and this is where I kind of feel sorry for players like Keenum because they're definitely tanking Yeah, yeah. because Keenum would have done better considering where Keenum's how he's been playing in the games he's actually played in for the Redskins this year he would have found more targets Mm -hmm. and been more of a weapon against this Jets defense than putting in Haskins
1: Haskins looked so lost throughout the majority of this game and um there's some some rather viral footage from about, I think it was early fourth quarter, late third, um, where Haskins is going to his, his lineman and just saying like, what can I do to help you? What, what should I be doing like to, to help, help me help you? And uh, some people are looking at that as being a tremendous negative, saying that this makes him look bad. And others are saying like, he's, he's at least trying to be a leader on a team that's failing terribly. I mean, to his credit, they then went out and scored their first two touchdowns in the last sixteen quarters, so that's something.
0: Yeah, the li- maybe that's of the turning li- point. Couple of the lineman came out and said that there was nothing wrong with that. He was, of course just, not. He was just asking where,
1: pretty much he
0: should stand in the pocket. You know. It's yeah. Like, it's hard to play for a team that's losing. Yeah. Um, it's your livelihood. It's your pride. A lot of these players have come from college teams that would go whole seasons unbeaten. Man. Yeah. And then they come in and play for a team like this and follow the bad karma around the team. And The Ohio
1: State connection was still looking pretty good between them at least. Uh, Terry McLaurin is such only... a bright spark on that team. He's the only. But it's it's very easy to, um, to shine when you are a light bulb in a f- big flaming turd. <laughs> um, yeah, like McLaurin just dominated some guys when he went up when he was forced to go up for for some really bad passes from um, from Haskins but when he went up he just absolutely mossed some guys but I'm struggling to find anything else in this Mm. game Jeremy Sprinkle the tight end he scored a touchdown as Darius Geis from 45 yards out good for them them. Geis is nice Um, Jets run up on another crap team um I don't think much more can be said for that. They're good in their opening drive. The thing is that four straight weeks they scored in their opening drive. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm happy for them to get a couple more wins if it gets Denver a little higher up the charts for the, yeah, for the draft picks. Um, yeah, uh, I don't think there's much more to say on this one, is there? No. No. Jets win 34-17. Washington drop to 1-9. Jets move up to 3-7. The heady heights and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are still pretty garbage and they lose to the New Orleans Saints 34-17. So people were a little bit worried about the Saints over the last few weeks. Um, people saying that maybe Breeze is starting to lose it. He's not got that downfield ability. Um, and that Alvin Kamara was maybe missing a step after he returned from injury, but he was all over them in this game. He was um, uh, getting first downs left, right and center. Michael Thomas coming up big as well. And Jameis Winston had another Jameis Winston performance. Another four picks to two touchdowns. There was nothing happening on the ground either. Um, they, they were just behind so early, forced to throw it up. And when that happens, bad things happen in Tampa Bay.
0: Yeah. I... How much, Dad? T- Tampa Bay are so hit and miss. And... You know, you want the Saints to be quite consistent. Last week wasn't great for them. Maybe the Falcons surprising a few teams, but... I think looking at the Falcons this week makes the loss last week look less of, a, mm-hmm. of an issue, you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. they're playing well. They got beat by a team that's playing well. Yeah. This is a game you can they call have. it a blip. And, like,
1: yeah. Breeze is still recovering. Kamara was still not quite 100%. There was, there was problems um, and they, they righted the ship in this one, but it's it's good to have a team like Tampa Bay who are just going to consistently give you the ball, basically, uh, to, to go up against and I just, Jameis has a lot of talent, but he is just so bad for throwing this ball up all over the place.
0: I just think of what they could do if they were just a bit more game management oriented. Mm-hmm. Like what could they do if they had a get Teddy Mike, Bridgewater yeah, or an Alex Go get, get Mike Glennon back in again. <laughs> maybe
1: not Mike Glennon. That's maybe a bit too far.
0: Ted, Teddy Bridgewater next year is an option for them. Entirely they possible. Would it would surprise year. me if they saw him. I think if they'd got Bridgewater this year, he would have played. Um, Agreed. The,
1: By now as well. Yeah. But um, the Bucks don't have anything behind Jameis at the moment. So he is their only option for the time being. But I think that this surely has to be the, the last stop for Jameis this season before he's out. Um,
0: XFL. He'd be so good in the XFL. Oh, yeah. Not even him. like just saying that to like, mean him but he would have so much fun in the XFL <laughs> yeah I would
1: wonder does um uh, Vince McMahon get to announce like draft picks for the XFL teams <laughs> and stuff <laughs> James Winston cool I wonder how that came out in the capture um yeah
0: I, I think oh, how much add do you think the Saints are real
1: I think they're still real too um I still worry about breeze's downfield throwing uh, I don't think he's got that arm anymore but, um, but they, 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 they manage to scheme players open. As long as you've got Alvin Kamara being used correctly and Michael Thomas now has, I think, 96 receptions at this point in the season, that is... What a historic four-year run. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, I think that's... Uh, I think like 6,000 yards in four years or something. It, yeah, it's something... is the, the fastest to reach that mark. Um, he becomes the first player in NFL history to record 90-plus receptions in his team's First 10 games of a season, but I think um, that's yeah, like happened every week, every year for him as well. But to do it by this stage in the season is very silly,
0: especially when he's playing my backup.
1: Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's incredible. He's a fantastic wide receiver, and I think he is closing in on Marvin Harrison's mark of what is it, 134 or something. We'll see. Uh, Michael Thomas is special. Um, and yeah, the Saints just, just roll on. Like I said, I don't think there's much more to be said about this one. Um, the Saints' defense uh, like helped. They really did a number on the Buccaneers, uh, including a return for a score uh, from, oh, what was his name again? The guy who made the really bad. Oh, um, Marcus Williams. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll need to go back to the Minnesota Miracle. But yeah, Saints roll out on this one, 34 17 and we're, we're we're one hour, five minutes in. We're, we're making all right time, but we might want to just keep on top of this one. But that's going to be difficult when you have a game like the Arizona Cardinals uh, just losing out to the San Francisco 49ers. Now, the scoreline shows a 10-point gap, but it was a lot tighter than that, all the way to the very end. Uh, Arizona jumped out to an early lead. San Francisco just kind of clawed their way back in and then scored... Uh, 19 points in the fourth quarter but you can knock off the last six points because those happened uh, a silly fumble return after some laterals um jeff wilson caught a touchdown pass from jimmy garoppolo with about 26 seconds to go in this game to push the 49ers out in front by four points and um it was it was a great comeback it showed some real character from a san francisco team that was still without george kittle and had Ross Dwelly step up in a big way, as did uh, Debo Samuel.
0: Yeah, Samuel was uh, was excellent in this game. Um, 49ers just keep doing it, 9-1 in probably the hardest division of football. hmm I, I said it, but Garoppolo's a babe. <laughs> um, and yes, he makes mistakes, but his pocket presence to just keep the ball moving... Mm-hmm on like third down, he sits in for as long as he can. And he finds the man a lot of the time. And I think a few of these interceptions, I think it will, it does come down to the fact that even though he's a bit more of a veteran, he has only played like 20 games yeah. in his career.
1: And he's won most of them.
0: <laughs> so I think that you live with it, especially with the defense they've got. But... I, I I'm just really impressed with their all-round play. They've very quietly built an incredible offensive line. Yes. Um. They've picked up running backs off the heap. Mm-hmm. to Get them going and. Well, they, did, they didn't got, do so
1: well this week, uh, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But that's has got wide point. receiver talent mm-hmm. for days. And fullback talent at out. Kyle Yushek got seven receptions for sixty-three yards in this one. That's a that's a fullback doing that. That's mm. not supposed to happen. Um, you had a couple of big plays in this one, including one from uh, Richie James, a 57-yarder, to really get them into scoring position. But um, I did, we did discuss the two Jimmy Garoppolo picks. Now, one of them was a, a high pass that just wasn't caught and was tipped and then uh, picked off. But then there was another one which just was, was right across the middle and you just didn't see the linebacker. And this is something which a few other folks have um Stressed that it seems to be a problem for them. I think it was the uh, PFF uh, guys that mentioned that he just seems to miss the linebackers right in front of him sometimes. Um, but it doesn't matter if you're still winning, yeah. right? And uh, he managed to do that. He had to put the team on his back in this one because the running game was like so, so just not working. And um, when it mattered, he managed to make that fourth quarter comeback.
0: Yeah, which he's done before. And I think he'll continue to do. Yeah. Um, I think he's, an, he's a QB1. And Yes, he is. let people have these opinions on him that, you know, he's not there and he's not going to be able to do it. But it's they're 9-1. and one. He's literally 18-2 and two in his whole career.
1: Yeah, the 9-1, he's thrown over 400 yards and four touchdowns in this game against an Arizona Cardinals team that, you know, they've got their problems and everything, but... They, they, they've done what they need to do against them. Um, and like I say, they have been missing some some weapons, but who needs George Kittle when you've got Ross Dwelly, who had a career-high two touchdowns in this game. And, uh, like yeah, he looked, he looked decent. Um, he's managed to step in quite nicely. Um, on the other side of the ball, you have to feel for the Cardinals, who've run the 49ers close twice. And... Like... Yeah, it's like, just a hard division. It's a hard, hard, hard division for them to if be in. If they were
0: in the Jets position, I think they'd probably have... They'd probably be sitting at 6-4 and four or... <laughs> I think that's probably about five right. 5-5. Yeah. But this division is a killer.
1: Yeah. A couple of interesting pass interference calls in this one too, but we don't need to talk about that. That's boring as...
0: Just to note, the schedule... and um, The schedule gods have been Brutal. so tough on a few teams, but the Cardinals are playing the NFC North <laughs> and... NFC West, mm-hmm. which is Garoppolo over to the left, mm-hmm. but in the center, um, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, yeah. Matt Stafford, Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know
1: you didn't say Jared Goff. No,
0: not Jared Goff, mm-hmm. but Cooper Cup, Aaron Donald, everything else that comes with the Rams. That's tough. That's tough. That's in really first tough season for anyone. That you're playing, you know, especially after having such a bad defence last year, trying to rebuild that team with all the injuries and not having Peterson for the first four games or six games or whatever it was. Yeah. They're on the up. Murray's getting out of the pocket, making runs, making some plays, but it's not enough. It was, yeah, he was, he was held
1: to under 200 yards in this one as well, um, like through the air at least anyway. He made, made some some movement uh, on the ground at least uh, but he, he was um, sacked I think four four times in this one um, which I guess that team isn't too bad but yeah Fred Warner had a real day uh, but uh, yeah like it just wasn't enough and I can't blame him yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay so yeah Cardinals dropped to 3-7-1 but that should be an asterisk for uh, how hard that uh, schedule's been and Sam Fran move on to 9-1, 36-26 winners in this one. Uh, ooh, uh, the Oakland Raiders held on to beat the Cincinnati Bengals. I think, I think people were expecting a lot more from the Raiders in this one. But they, they did enough to keep themselves ahead um, after they got back ahead. And um Derek Carr was really consistent in this one? 25 of 29, 292. A score and a pick. It's about as much as you could really ask for for a, a solid quarterback to do. And Josh Jacobs got over 100 yards as well. Um, uh, But the, the Bengals just are so bad still. I
0: don't know what to say. I mean, all, all this game says to me is that no matter what you do, you still have to play 53 grown men Yeah. every week. And you can't just assume you're going to win
1: and they're going out there and they don't want to be embarrassed uh, they, they want to show that they're worth a contract in the NFL which maybe some of these Bengals yeah, might not be not I'm be. sorry guys but
0: just not very good pretty really much I, I have all the Raiders social media platform which was just a win's a win we'll take it let's get on to next week four and six there's plenty of no no six
1: and four you mean oh, but um yeah sorry. but um I think that there's other things to be taking out of this one, and that is that um, Cleveland Farrell or Farrell or whatever they're calling Farrell is um, still not doing great, but Max Crosby is. He had four sacks in this game. Dude, dude's balling. Like people are saying that, um, like there's not too much on that that Raiders defense um, to to shout about, but Max Crosby is certainly something. He's a yeah, he's a fourth round pick, and he's really just eating players for breakfast and when you consider that um, uh, Cleveland Farrell was up against a a, a backup left tackle in this one and I think he got one hurry that's not really good enough whereas Crosby was really balling
0: but was it like similar to Shaquem Griffin last week where it's you know you're getting pressure on the line therefore making it easier for your teammates to get through maybe who knows? I don't know, I didn't watch it. It's the Raiders are. <laughs> Darren, we we have to watch this yes, so that yes. some
1: people don't <laughs> have to, uh, if they've got just a passing interest in the the, the, the passing of the turd that is this game. Um, yeah, it, it wasn't wasn't great. Um, there was no touchdowns in the second half. Since he went ahead on uh, a Joe Mixon run in the first, which is pretty cool because he runs all the way to the right side of the line. Oh no! Just nothing over that way. It cuts all the way back across, and and rushes in in for the score. Um, other than that, uh, yeah, not too much more insight I can give on this one. Um, Derek, saying, Derek Carr ran in for a touchdown, and um, rookie Foster Moreau had his first uh, career touchdown uh, on a, a short score.
0: I just think that the the Raiders have quietly built a very professional team. You know. Mm. Trayvon Mullen, DJ Swiringer, Crosby obviously having a thing. We'll see what Cleveland Farrell can do, but they've also got their best, probably their best defensive player, Jonathan Abram, the rookie. He's injured. That, yeah, yeah. So next year they're going to have probably another defensive first round pick mm-hmm. off the MAC trade. Yes, yep, that's correct. And then they're still building,
1: they're, they're a building team, and a, a, a team with that many first round picks. Who are currently at six and four? That you know, you'd hope that in a year or two's time, that's going to be uh, translating very well for them.
0: Are we willing to give it to Gruden that maybe people were wrong to question the Raiders on maybe not ten years, but at least employing him to be the coach? Um. Yeah. He's no. Very, no. He's he's, he's, done he's well. very cliche, but I think he, he is.
1: He's showing that he's the right man for the job in Oakland Yeah. Or Los Angeles or Las Vegas, wherever they end up. Um, and find themselves at six and four is uh, is no mean feat. Like they should be uh, commended for that.
0: I think um, it's going to be so much fun when they go to Vegas. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, we'll see. We'll see. But um, uh, yeah, I'm less interested in talking about this game, and I'm actually quite excited to see what happens in their next game against the Kansas City Chiefs, which we should get to talk about next week.
0: Yes, <laughs> in a week's time.
1: Until then. Uh, let's move on Bengals lose 10-17 to 17 in that one uh, another 17-10 game was where the New England Patriots beat the rather deflated and I don't mean that as a <laughs> pun uh, Philadelphia Eagles um, The like, Eagles just can't get out of their own way and although it wasn't as easy as the other one the Eagles could have could have won this game in the dying moments if uh, oh. Nelson Aguilar had managed to to catch a ball that was placed pretty much right on him
0: yeah and that's where people sometimes like us who might see some highlights and then look at the statutes and be like oh Lentz, 0 for 4 in his final four passes of the of the quarter drops they're all drops and Aguilar obviously being the worst of them and so many people writing Wentz off, saying that you know you're at home against Patriots, you have got to do more. But this is the best defense in the league. Yeah. You can't say on one side, this is one of the best defenses I've ever seen, but also on their side, the opposing quarterback is terrible because he lost mm-hmm. this game. Yeah, they're they're mutually exclusive things. Mm-hmm. Playing against a great defense, usually quite a good quarterback doesn't play very well. Yeah. These are the same question. Mm-hmm. and the same answer
1: It's a yeah it's, it's a, a trade off there's a balance that can be struck with that and the Eagles just don't have wide receiver talent at the moment Our Sega Whiteside hasn't stepped up uh, they, they tried to throw it to Jordan Matthews for whatever reason he only got one catch and six attempts
0: I think they threw it to him because he's best friends with Wentz
1: yeah that's it it's like just no best. bad
0: Carson he's on his, one of his groomsmen <laughs> as well yeah well it's just not going to work and
1: like, they need some serious help out there at the moment and with all Sean Jeffrey he was out in this one but he's not been the answer this season either. he's been
0: the only answer in terms of getting into the end zone I think him and Ertz are like probably the only people mm. that have actually completed passes in the end zone it's, yeah. it's it's tough and it's like the guy that was outside the burning building caught the child said you can't rely on Aguilar to catch anything yeah.
1: <laughs> so, well, slight paraphrasing but yeah we'll get that one Um. He did
0: invite that guy to watch the game in his... Yes, that's,
1: that's good for good for him, at least. But um, the, the, the Patriots don't get off lightly in this one. Um, they looked pretty terrible. Brady didn't throw a touchdown in this
0: one. No, Julie, Julian time, Edelman did. First time he's not led the touchdown throwing for his team since, like, 2004 or something. <laughs> uh, since Castle. Yeah, Actually, uh, 2009. Castle. yeah, 2009. So since yeah. Castle came in for him when he got injured.
1: Yeah. Um, Eagles defense, playing lights out, man. But... Um, I'm, I'm, like the Patriots offence should still be worried um, they, they're they just not really doing anything be it on the ground or through the air uh, I just don't I just don't have faith in that New England offence now and I'm happy about that but um, the the defence did what they was expected of them really in this well, game but they, they didn't get um any any interceptions, but they, they they got him Wentz's face, they got him sacked a bunch of times, and just didn't give them anything.
0: Yeah, and looking at the distribution chart and some of the plays in this game, it did seem like the Patriots were playing big mm-hmm. against the Eagles. They were playing heavy set, which is strange because they don't have a lot of tight ends, but they were playing their tight ends they were playing a bit more to kind of defend themselves and defend Brady than, than spread and go. Like, Sanu only having two receptions in this game for mm-hmm. four yards. You know, Um, James White and Sonny Michel only picking up six receptions between them out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. It did seem like they were more trying to choke the game. There just wasn't a lot of carries in this game. There wasn't a lot going on. It seemed like a very slow game. And the Patriots just kind of choked it out and they can do that. Mm. And that's why they win games because they, they seem to be able to adjust. Like we can't get, can't get Sanu into the game. We can't get, you know, Harry or Dorsett really firing. So we'll just mm-hmm. run, turn the ball, get burkhead to get some first downs. And
1: I think it's time to just bench Broody. It's time to get Stademan. Yeah, in yeah, yeah. Or put Edelman in there. I think was done for him. Stademan. I think so too. So I drafted him in one of my leagues. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles have not had a 100-yard rusher in how many straight games, do you reckon? So who have they had? I can't go back that far.
0: Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard, Jordan Howard, Jordan
1: Howard. No, no, not, it's not even this year.
0: Oh yeah, they didn't have Howard. Who did they have last year? I'm going to say at least three... probably McCoy. 38 straight games. Yeah, yeah, back to McCoy. Uh,
1: well, actually, I don't, don't know if that's quite Mac- as far back as McCoy, but it's um It's, it's not, not good after him. It's not, not, not long after him. It's not very good at all. Uh, Tom Brady was not happy after this one as well. Um, he seemed really quite dejected uh, in a post-game interview. Uh, he put that down to tiredness and stuff, but he wasn't happy with the offence. And he's, um,
0: a, he's a perfectionist. He doesn't want to be... Not throwing touchdowns in the whole game. Well I I want him not throwing touchdowns <laughs> in the game. He doesn't do anything else. It's not like he's rushing for first downs or anything. He's mm-hmm. this is what he's getting paid to do, it's why he's probably the greatest of all time. Is cause he scores touchdowns. After John Elway.
1: That's and, don't don't bring me back on that one. Don't worry. Um yeah. Going
0: to put that on <laughs>
1: <laughs> Okay. Uh let's move on from this one. Eagles been a big disappointment this year. Got still 5-5, though now. It has to be Dallas keeping. Sign. Yeah. Um, to be perfectly honest, I would rather the Eagles just lay down now at this point. I don't think that they are going to be causing anyone any problems. Patriots march on to 9 and 1 with a 17-10 win. Oh, God, God. The the game which was flexed Sunday night was the Chicago Bears versus the Los Angeles Rams. Why? Why did they flex this game?
0: Well, wasn't it going to be (laughs) Bengals-Raiders?
1: I would probably (laughs) rather have that than have Mitchell Trubisky and current state Jared Goff.
0: Jared Goff is looking really, really bang poor. Mm. And... He looked marginally better than Trubisky, which is uh, <laughs> yeah, not saying a lot. Um, I don't know. These two teams just are confusing me right now. Well,
1: the Rams tried to take it out of Goff's hands in this one. He only had 18 attempts. Uh, no touchdowns and a pick. Um, Todd Gurley was the, the the main load carrier in this one. 25 carries for 97 yards. Uh, the sub's good. He did what he needed to do in order to drag this team along Um, but again it it, it just the the reason that the Rams won 17 points to 7 is because the Bears Bears are so inept they just don't look like they've got anything anymore no spark on that offense nothing
0: and I watched this game just knowing that um, Anthony Miller Alan Robinson these are Taylor Gabriel these are players that can make plays but you've got to be able to throw a pass six yards to at least give them the opportunity to make a play and it was just so bad there was a a play I think in the third quarter of this game that Chris Collinsworth who's normally like very positive was just like oh oh yes um Yep, shall we change the channel now? Mm. And it was pretty much what happened was it was a read option play and Trubisky got it and he, instead of running through the gap the gap never appeared so he had to go left and then pitch it to his running back. Yeah. But the timing Mm. he lateraled it behind himself (laughs) and the running back, he didn't commit the linebacker before he pitched it and they ended up losing about seven yards because he pitched it about two seconds early mm-hmm. and the, not the linebacker for the Rams was like thanks very much I'll have, have that thanks for telegraphing that for me
1: <laughs> he, he couldn't have like made it any easier had he actually before the play had been snapped just said by the way I'm going uh, to do it yeah. uh, it was, was born a line imagine doing imagine
0: if they had dropped that pitch and they'd run it in for a fumble I think that would have been Trubisky's last ever play in the NFL. <laughs> Maybe not the NFL, but certainly
1: for this this for this team, this, yeah. team, yeah. But I mean, like I think they still just have to keep riding him. Unfortunately, I I don't see there being any merit in putting Chase Daniel in when you're you're four and six. Um, like I I I think that they're beyond doing anything, and they're probably about ready to cut their losses on Trubisky after they paid a very hefty price to trade up in order to get him. I never understood
0: that. Mm. He'd only played 13 games.
1: It was weird. Mind-boggling. You saw the potential but it has been some serious regression.
0: And it can go but then I think we're seeing it like I just said that you can't judge Wentz on the Patriots game but we're seeing it from quarterbacks that hadn't played a lot of games that got drafted high. hmm So Trubisky, North Carolina, Jared Goff, at Cal. Mm-hmm. And then um, Carson Wentz at North Dakota. Yeah. Only playing one... All of them only played one season. Wentz was unbelievable at North Dakota. Yeah. So he gets picked by the Eagles. Goff obviously goes number one overall. hmm But... Everyone's like, oh, they've done so well. All of these players, even though they've had limit, limited snaps in their career, they're all doing so well. And now three, four years in people are like are they oh, doing wait. so well wait maybe they didn't have the education or the mm. the resilience they needed you know they haven't well, Goff said he didn't have the education he didn't know uh, where the sun
1: came up previously mm. <laughs> famously
0: I, I feel for Jared Goff because t- t- McShay McVeigh, McVeigh. sorry Tom McShay's <laughs> the collegiate guy Um, Tom McVe- Sean McVeigh, Sean oh my they calm yourself <laughs> seems like the last person you want to disappoint Mm-hmm. He seems like the kind of guy that will back you to the ends of the earth.
1: McVeigh's hitched his wagon to Goff. He needs to figure out what it is that's not working in this offense right now. I think it's... <laughs> it's,
0: a, it's like a, it's not you, it's me. Yeah, I need space. The that's exact I... space is the, the oh, Jared. exact measurements of Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. But they're not going go to go Blake Bortles, so Jared Goff's <laughs> got a bit of a reprieve. Can nope. you imagine if Bortles came in? they go 6-0 in the last... <laughs> six games and go to like the (laughs) NFC championship game or something it would be the best thing ever i'd love it no fan fiction darren we're not we're not
1: doing this (laughs) this isn't this isn't like a sonic uh, mario crossover or anything like that we're not having it we're
0: not having it on my watch not today so big thing they take trubisky out with two minutes to go he looks like he's crying he says it's his hip but they literally spent like five minutes talking to him during the break Mm -hmm. what's going on I don't
1: know but I Matt still Nagy I, lost it or is Shibisky lost it? I still expect to see him back in there uh, there was talk that it's a hip pointer issue no. but uh, that could well just be masking a, a more serious problem
0: it, it would answer why he's not running mm-hmm. but it's not enough mm. and I think if that's an issue when you've got a player like this that's so young and needs the confidence and is a runner yeah. if he had an issue and he couldn't run and his hips out he should be playing He's not the kind of player that has another dimension, so if you take that away... He has a dimension. <laughs> he, doesn't <have> <laughs> he doesn't have one dimension in this one. <laughs> it's a black hole right now.
1: Yeah, uh, unfortunately. Um, someone who did not show up in the box score at all was Khalil Mack. He didn't have a tackle, a sack, a pressure or anything. He ran away from him. Yeah, like, he just, this scared, sure he just he ran away. Yep, he's over there. Let's just get the ball out, put it in the other way. Um, Aaron Donald had a good game, though. So he got two sacks in this one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Troy Hill got a sack. Um... Like yeah, they just just got up in there.
0: That Troy Hilsack was a bit impressive. Yeah. And then he immediately went and got a pass in the next Explain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he also
1: got a pick as well, so good good work for him. Um Yeah, I think um I, I'm I'm worried if um the Bears don't see where this, things are gonna be going. They like I say they don't have a first round pick next year.
0: I think we're looking at um, a mix of Cam Newton rumors Ryan Tannehill rumours mm-hmm. unfortunately for the Bears so good or bad they're probably going to be in the Kaepernick conversation because they're going to need a quarterback
1: mm. um, I almost forgot about that we're going to have to, to round out real quickly with that one we've gone oh yeah surprise surprise uh, over <laughs> uh, so that's uh, a, a, like 90 minute podcast and um, we just can't keep yeah, it, it it's fine. down uh, but yeah uh, I, I digress um, so yeah Bears lose 17 17- to seven in this one. Uh, Rams still have their own problems but they are six and four. Um, the Colin Kaepernick issue that we alluded to just there or Darren certainly did is that he had a tryout for some NFL teams over the weekend. It was on a Saturday which is a really awkward place and time to have it and there was some um, upheaval about the venue which was decided by the NFL as well as a a waiver that you had to
0: sign Yes, yeah, so the issue was that he had to um sign a waiver that said that he wouldn't speak to the press and he wouldn't um any injuries and stuff mm. weren't it was a Wave. normal waiver but there was yeah. parts of that waiver that he wasn't happy with because for him it's but speaking of the, the transparency, transparency. He yeah he wants to you about that he didn't trust the falcons pr mm. film department to really show mm-hmm. what he could do yeah um, could you imagine if you've got this gun for an arm, you go out and do this training session with a bunch of guys you don't know, with receivers you don't know, mm-hmm. and then you get into the, into the like cutting board, and it's just in the a, film room, and, and it's, it's just it's, it's just the guy from Love well, Actually just <laughs> filming your face the whole time. It's just, uh, nothing and it's really like, happening. you can't see what I'm doing. Like, like, you, 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 you see that you it. see the ball
1: leaving Kaepernick's hands, and then it just cuts to a, <laughs> a, a fan <laughs> going. <laughs> and then a, a duck falling out of the air or something like that um
0: but you know like it happened just Apparently it looked told right. the narrative yeah and, and oh my
1: god he controlled the narrative he spoke for so long about nothing but um at least it's something's happening I, I don't know if anything will come of it I still think that NFL teams don't really want to push it's for this the, sort of thing because it can it can alienate some of their
0: fan base it's the whole. We're not going to bring Manzel back in thing because it's going to be a just a distraction, and unfortunately mm-hmm. for Kaepernick, he is one of the best sixty-four quarterbacks in the world. <laughs> yeah, he's probably top forty. Mm-hmm. He's probably top probably thirty. Yeah, I would say
1: top thirty probably. So I'm he right should team.
0: have a job. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have a job, and it's it's an issue, but. It's just so much. It's been two years. It's yeah. so much behind it. He's 32 it's three years. years old. Yeah, yeah. It's,
1: yeah. I, I don't know what's going to happen with it, but um, we'll certainly be keeping an eye on it.
0: I would love for him to at least get get in, shot in for work OTAs and stuff next year. Just that seems something. like the right
1: time to do it, when you've got like a 90-man roster, and you can be like, well, bring him in. We don't have to have ties to him. See what he can do. See how the fans like warm to it. Like I reckon, like working somewhere like Denver, because yeah. it's a, quite, a, quite a liberal fan base. Uh, maybe, maybe they would really want
0: to. It. I know. I, I would. also think he's got the issue that he's an ex Forty Niners quarterback because mm-hmm. I think Seattle would have been perfect. He could still do it. Yeah, they didn't really want to. They they went for the. Um, They're not going to do it with Russell the Wilson, TCU yeah. quarterback. Over yeah, Kaepernick a couple of years ago. So, mm-hmm. there, there did seem to be like, oh, he'd be a perfect backup for Wilson. and he's like. Very similar in style of play, mm. but I think we went for Paxton Lynch rather than him like earlier <laughs> on in the season as well. Yeah, well, they we had, had to, that, I, saying I, something. I cannot remember the guy's name, but they had um, the TCU um, quarterback that I think threw like four interceptions in the preseason game and then was gone. Uh, Travon Boykin, that's so yeah. Mm-hmm. So they he was the one they picked up when Kaepernick was a free agent, yeah, when they did work out Kaepernick mm-hmm. and then they went to Paxton Lynch. So it yeah. kind of shows you the the pecking <laughs> maybe, maybe the fan base don't Want Kaepernick, or mm. and it's probably more to do with his 49ers ties than his political beliefs. Yeah,
1: Seattle, I guess. Well, we don't want to get too far into the political debate here, no. but um, it's certainly something that we have to keep a close eye on because it's uh, it's pretty important for the league and like maybe in some degrees the world of professional sports. Yep. But um, I think unless we have anything more to say, Darren, do you have anything more to add?
0: No, no, it's um it was an interesting week of football um it wasn't the most um i didn't jump out of my skin it's one of those things when your team you support plays on the first night and then you kind of have work to do <laughs> <laughs> but um i think it's starting to settle out the good teams have good records and the bad teams have bad records and there's going to be a lot of fighting in the middle and home field advantage is going to be so important so there's seven weeks left of mm-hmm. just or six weeks left of
1: yeah, sounds about right. And there's some big games uh this coming week that we're really looking forward to. Uh, Houston, Indianapolis on Thursday, but you have Green Bay, San Francisco, Dallas at New England, uh, the Miami Dolphins at the Cleveland Browns.
0: Uh that's maybe. just good for the storyline. <laughs> yeah. Me? It should still be a twenty point one. Do you see Browns being like, please don't give us the highest um, win <laughs> win odds in the league? <laughs> we don't want it. Apparently it's the first time they've had the longest win odds the uh, shortest. We're mm-hmm. not in this, in the this season since like 2005 wow when they had um Derek Anderson and <laughs> oh, went 10 and 6
1: hell yeah really giving it a throwback there ok so again we've ran over but we've yeah, done we've done well we had fun uh, we hope you did too um, so from myself from Darren see you and from Floyd Little Hall of Fame running back for the Denver Broncos it is goodbye from us
0: see
1: you bye